Hey everyone, this is Christy, Sold Magazine's assistant editor, and welcome to another episode of In the Spray Room, our podcast where we talk to some of the best and brightest artists working on the streets today. For our daily online content, check us out on soldmagny.com, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Soul Mag. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl, Hello. and Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. Before we introduce today's special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. What's going on is our special guest, Christy. We're going to jump right into it today. Like a pool. It's springtime. Dip your toe in. The water's warm. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. It's been a cold, cold winter. So our guest today is Isabel Ewing. Hello. Hello. Now, we're going to jump right in because I have been calling you Finn Diz for way longer than you should have been allowing me to do so. I agree. I agree. It wasn't, it wasn't Finn Diz. It was no. Find Is. Yeah. And is ev- Isabel. And, ev- and everybody started calling me Finn Diz, and that's when I knew I had to change my name. I wasn't the only one? No. And I, I didn't cause it? No, Dirt did. He was like, your name is Finn Diz, and you'll always be Finn Diz. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a dirt thing. How did the name come about? I uh, had a blog that I started in college, like a Tumblr. Mm -hmm. And I still do. It's like has a lot of unedited photos from like process and to like just more raw shit. And Mm -hmm. can I cuss on here? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay. And uh, I had the blog and then started my own like personal Mm Instagram or sorry, uh, art Instagram. So I thought find this was a... Uh, but is it now you're technically n- the artist formally known as Findiz? Findiz, right? So yes. why why the change, the name change? Because people started calling me Findiz <laughs> for <laughs> one, and also it's more uh, professional. Okay. And I just I'm trying to get more into galleries, and like I trying to look at to be my taken, cur- taken more seriously. Yeah, and when I'm doing murals, like I don't want to have to put Isabel Ewing and then at find is create yeah Yeah. it's just easier less confusing yeah i like my name now that all the name business is behind us by (laughs) behind us (laughs) let's talk about what this young lady paints uh yeah let's talk about what you paint i've you've actually evolved a little bit some from the very first things because i met you when you were painting the outside of is it the brooklyn brush building yeah exactly right you were out there and you were doing a small piece in just one little corner and at that time, I don't believe that one is anywhere close to what you're doing now. And that was only, what, two years ago? Yeah. So today, the pieces like you had in the in the show at 30thos and the ones that you took to Miami, you've totally leveled up. Tell us about your process to create your work now because it's not just like it's you've got layers going on. What are you doing? So with like my earlier stuff, it's... And with my process, as soon as it starts getting easy, that's when I change it up. And when people start recognizing, like, oh, that's Isabel. She's doing the twists or she's doing something that I'm like, okay, I need to do something else. If I'm not challenging myself, I'm not progressing as an artist. So recently, I have been really enjoying this process of just putting layers and layers of paint on it and then sanding it. So I'm using either electrical sander or, or just doing it by hand, and I'm able to like bring up these old the uh, colors behind it. 
and I really like it because it's unexpected. You don't really know what you're going to get, and it's more exciting and fun. And but I I'm, like the lady faces with the twists for hairs. Yes, I agree. And that's where the inspiration came from, was doing it for the hair first, actually in that mural that we first met. And then I like progressed it into using it into the figure and everything else. And then once people started recognizing me for that, I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I like so the what, one you did. I'm sorry, go ahead. Up, no, what's wrong up. with being recognized? I don't, I just have this huge fear of being stuck in a certain style. Like I, I just don't right. want that to happen. I can, I can understand that, but I think I always on some level, you'd have to be a little recognizable to, to ever sell anything. Don't you believe? Yeah. And so how do you balance that? How do you balance your need to continue to change and alter your style with the consumer's need for you to stay in the bubble for them? Right. I, uh, have been trying to incorporate my I know which is uh, my tag into all my paintings so hopefully that will become more recognizable within my work and there will always be Isabel in my paintings like and people will be able to recognize that and I think I'll get to a point where I am consistently challenging myself within my style but it's still recognizable um, did I answer the question? <laughs> I can't okay. I think when you find a style that you love more than some of the other ones, you might stay there for a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, and I did that with the twist too, where I was really enjoying it and able to challenge myself with every with every piece. But I don't know. That's yesterday. Yeah. Right. That's. Psh, yeah. Psh. If it gets easy, then I'm like, uh. Uh-uh. So it's a it's a it's a comfort level thing. You always want to be discomfortable in your work. Well, and I mean that's something that I've learned is as soon as you start getting comfortable, that's when you're not growing as an artist. You have to get yourself put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, and you're only going to grow even more. Don't you want to take a break and make some money, or cruise, or not <laughs> grow for a little while? I'm serious. Never, yeah, no. Serious I always want to grow and learn and challenge myself. Like, that is the most exciting part to me. So creating isn't enough? No, it is enough. Creating is enough. But if I'm not, if it's, if I'm not discovering anything, then it gets boring to me. All right. So let's, let's talk about discovery. Where did you grow up? Where, where were you first discovering art? Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And I uh, went to an all-girls high school there. Uh and was there until I went to college in Savannah, Georgia, in the South. Now, when did you first start being creative drawing-wise? Since Pretty much since day one. I uh, was, I had a learning disability where memorizing was really hard, science, uh, languages, so I was exempt from those classes. And I was able to take more art classes. I took the most art classes out of my entire high school and was able to do summer summer courses. So I did FIT summer course in high school and Parsons and, uh, and, and Micah. And I was actually really into fashion, and I studied fashion at school. So where did you go to college in Savannah? SCAD, Savannah College of Art yeah. and Design. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, we just interviewed someone else that actually went there, uh, Mishab. Oh, no way. He's actually from Savannah and went, <sighs> went to college there for a year. So who best. knows? You might have crossed paths at yeah. least once there and never even realized it. 
It was yeah. amazing. It's like so a, you studied fashion there. Yeah, fashion. Uh, well, I started with fashion and then ended up going more into like the illustration route and took more fashion illustration classes. And even my even my professors were like, "We don't think you're in the right major." And I was like, I was so upset, just being, <laughs> being like, I don't understand because a lot of my projects were just really creative not referencing any fashion designers it was more art based and i just and i was always told yeah but your portraits are clearly editorial yeah They're clearly what do you mean by that it, that they should be used as a it's it's not um uh, it's not abstract it doesn't necessarily need to make you think it it stands on its own mm -hmm. as yeah. a pretty lady with big twisty hair <laughs> in those cases yeah. yeah but i have i'm able to explore and like challenge myself with the abstract like in the background and then I'll do I'll reference use a reference photo for the portraits so do you see yourself uh leaning to fashion today in some of your work because I know one of the things you do have is you do have a clothing line with your your tag or you know your design that I know mm -hmm. um and you had several pieces out at 30thos and you still have a couple pieces out there for sale if anybody wants to grab them up one of them's on a flannel shirt and it's really really cool do you see yourself doing more of that well when I did it's so I am getting vintage clothing and repurposing it and able to do spray paint and uh, vinyl or screen print on top of the clothing and I really enjoyed it but it's so tedious and it takes so long <laughs> I enjoyed the project, but I'm like still working on pieces. I don't know. It's fun. It's fun, but so that's a shout out to the listeners. If they want one of her pieces, they probably should go get it because it doesn't sound like she's going into mass production. No, it's they're all one of one. That's what I really liked about it is they're special. They're not mass produced. Like the one I'm wearing now has like spray on the bottom and spray paint on the back. They're all special. Now, what does the I know signify? It came from my initials. So my initials are I-K-E, Ike, and I had to come up with a brand in college, and I came up with I Know Everything, and I started writing So when I moved, so yeah, as a joke, because I mean, I don't know any, I don't Yeah, know. you didn't take much science or <laughs> no, memorization glasses, so there you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know S-H-I-T, yeah. but, um, but we might. And that's what I really liked about it was how it's it's playful and it's a bit of a joke. But I started writing out I know everything on the streets when I moved here and I realized I was taking forever. <laughs> it was way too long. So I sh and I was already painting eyes. So that's when I shortened it. to I know. So it's just all about you. If, if find is I know your initials, you just you're, you know. Yeah. Playing with my name. A little bit of an ego out there, huh? Oh, totally. <laughs> Well, what is it they say that the artist is the perfect blend between total narcissism and crippling self-doubt? Yep, exactly. So you got to have that narcissistic, yeah. narcissistic edge to ever be a successful artist. Right. But I mean, it's like the I know is supposed to make you think. I mean, like, what is this, this girl thinks that she knows everything? But really, it's like, if you think about it, like, we I don't know anything, but we might. That's what I want to I, I used to like to say... Uh, None of us knows as much as all of us. Right. Or I know what you did last summer. <laughs> if you put it in the right place, you could actually freak somebody out really badly. Because, I mean, the I know could also be a paranoid, delusional dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
have to think about your ex-boyfriends, anybody you want to like haunt with, I know. Oh, yeah, I totally do. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Christy is frantically waving her arms with a note. No, uh, back to the art. How did you first transition your work to the streets, street art? Uh, well, when I moved is when I moved here and I came and I was really inspired by all the murals and the graffiti and I started doing little things Mm -hmm. like really, really small, the smallest paint pen on a brick being like, I know everything. (laughs) (laughs) Super small. And then I became friends with Gazoo to the moon and was hanging out in Bushwick a lot. And met his uh, other graffiti friends. And then it kind of just blossomed from there. I also had, and I went out with them, and, like, they were doing tags. So then I was able to, like, develop my tag. Mm -hmm. And I also have a roof and that is only accessible through my living room window. And I was able to do my first mural out there. I went to Lowbrow Artique, which is at the spray paint store in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shout uh, out to Bishop. Yeah, what's up, Bishop? Mm-hmm. And he, he was the one who was like, I'm like, what paint do I get? Like, this is a magical store. This is <laughs> 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 Too here, many options. Oh, my God. It was a candy store. <laughs> I was so excited and bought over like $100 worth of paint. And uh, he just told me like what caps I need and... I bought my first rainbow of colors and mm-hmm. went out to the wall outside my window and Practice. just went to town. Yeah. yeah. But uh, how have you felt the street art culture has or maybe has not embraced you? Ha- have you? Because there was one piece of yours that I actually wanted to get a picture of on Wyckoff, and then when I got there, it was bombed. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, ah. Uh, guess i can't take a picture of this anymore <laughs> that's i mean there's <laughs> you just think it's like part of the game or yeah what, were you upset when you first saw that no or? i don't think it was personal to be honest no at not all. at all i think that you know most people that bomb over there think they're bombing the collective anyway mm-hmm. yeah i don't i didn't take it personally i honestly i laughed a little bit when i saw it just because it's like of course. Because they, they didn't <laughs> totally go over the whole thing. No. But it still kind of looks beautiful in a way. I, yeah. <laughs> I The more I look, uh, I pass it, I'm like, oh, shoot, shoot, I need to fix that. But then now that I've passed it so many times, I'm like, I kind of like it. Yeah. Like, it, maybe she needs a, a graffiti mask yeah, or a tag mask yeah. or something <laughs> like that. But no, I never take it personally. And re- I have a bunch of, like, friends who, like, purely just do graffiti mm-hmm. and they respect me and give me you know, yeah i mean you've got around i've seen pieces at brooklyn brush uh the bushwick collective you did even the drip project in Mount yeah mm-hmm. so. that was fun and the art boat art boat yep yeah so let's, let, let's talk about this year <clears throat> 2019 what what's on the calendar for you are you looking forward to some of the festivals are you uh you got walls lined up what's what's coming uh, yeah, I'm excited for the summer festivals, and I'm going to try to get into more, uh, like, globally. I would like to do Denver. My, uh, I have family there, so it would be nice Colorado to do Colorado Crush is awesome. Shout out yeah. to Colorado Crush. Yeah, and Tina, who uh, curates that. I'm friends with her, so hopefully I can get onto that and do the Bush of Collective again. I'm excited because last year was my first round of doing all those mural festivals so to do it again and like actually like be really prepared for it and <laughs> know what i'm doing 
besides like the week prior and have some concepts anything you want to tease as far as concepts go mm-hmm. you might see something beyond portraits there might be some more like narrative in there and bowl of fruit landscapes <laughs> never a landscape oh my god no <laughs> i think more animals no mighty mighty mountains animals and and squirrels. happy little trees <laughs> yes happy little trees, <laughs> happy little trees. <laughs> i don't know i'm a traditionalist i like the piece he did for white cove beer gardens big colorful yeah it was nice i like it and shout yeah. out to tiagi and those guys over there mm. i saw him a couple of weeks ago at the sack six most illegal weed pay show he's doing good that was so fun so, not being from New York natively, mm-hmm. what are your favorite New York foods? Ooh, uh, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, don't worry, we'll edit that out. <laughs> but it's, oh, uh, pizza. I have, okay, I get categories. My favorite pizza place is Archie's. Everybody says Roberta's, but Archie's is the best. It is so good. Um, Thai, the Thai food here is so good. The ramen. There's a ramen spot in Bushwick. I forget what the name is. On Johnson Street. And the way that you sit down and you're in these really weird booths and you don't even see the waiter. You only see, like, their waist. <laughs> it's really bizarre. But their ramen is just a bomb. It's so good. Now, since I asked you about food, it means I have to read the food ad. Ah, so here we there go. we go. The Brooklyn Firefly, located in the heart of Bay Ridge, serves some of the freshest, top-quality Italian homemade goodness around. Pizzeria place for a drink, place for a nice night out, a speakeasy in the summertime, a big, big uh, patio outside. Good times at the Brooklyn Firefly. Go over there and take a look in Bay Ridge. Because you said pizza. There you go. What's your favorite kind of pizza? If I'm feeling crazy, I'll do pepperoni. Crazy, <laughs> <My> <laughs> huh? But usually just plain. Traditional. Or no pineapple. Oh, oh, you lost me. No, no oh. ham, just pineapple. But, but you, you understand that pizza has, like, thin crust. You're not one of these people that are going to tell us that it's, like, casserole, right? No. Okay. No, no, no. I do appreciate a Chicago slice. I do like a deep dish pizza because that is its own thing. It's mm-hmm. just not pizza. It's not to be, no, it's not to be compared or contrasted with New York pizza. It's a different thing. It's casserole. Thing. Yeah, totally. It's very good, but yeah. it's not pizza. It's like Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens. It's its own thing. It shouldn't be compared and contrasted with other normal slices. Like you, bike girl. You are your own thing. <laughs> you see what we're getting at? It's, it stands on its own. You're an island among the sold contributors. But I'm not pizza. Well, if you were, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so where are we in terms of inspiration? Do, are you uh, one of these people that can paint and create all day long because you know where it's coming from? Or do you need to be motivated at the time? Uh. I mean, I could paint all day long for sure, but when I'm starting a project, I like to have inspiration and especially colorway instead of just trying, like if I have no colorway, then I'm just using every single, every single color in the book. Um, but yeah, a lot of my inspirations are actually more contemporary painters than, uh, like I'm not like a person that is looking back in the past. I like to look at 
what materials they're using, their uh, process, and trying to see like what I can bring into my art like through that. Like human, uh, human is a painter or a muralist mm-hmm. in LA. I'm really inspired by her work, her fluidity with the colors and how they are so gradual and she's using all these gradients and incorporating the figure within that you know about her half done piece in astoria right no she has a piece on a rooftop in astoria that the building owner came unglued halfway through and it's just left halfway undone and it's on a side street yeah yeah just up on a rooftop and that's like the only thing she has in new york because i saw her paint in detroit and I knew, I mean, and I went out there to watch her paint and they said like the next day and they said, nope, building owner said she can't do it. So it's like halfway done. Oh, huh. That's super lame. Now let's talk about music because mm. as, uh, <clears throat> after seeing you firsthand at the Sax Six show, I can tell that your <laughs> hips have an appreciation for 90s R&B and hip hop. <laughs> but what do you listen to in the studio when you're working? I, li- I listen to everything like... Well, I mean, I love like hip hop and rap, like when I'm getting started or if I like if I'm late on a project and I like I'm trying to bust something out. That's like when I'm listening to that. Um, I'm also into folk music and uh, I don't know if people know the Carrie Ann Hurst shovels and rope like that kind of stuff or widespread panic. I can listen to that. But I've also been really into alternative music. Oliver Tree is an, a guy uh-huh. that I've been really into recently, and uh, Hobo Johnson. I find their music really progressive. So you like Mumford and Fleet Foxes and sometimes bands that are guys singing high. <laughs> <laughs> it depends, yeah, sometimes, but mostly like mostly hip hop and rap is like what I'm listening to, Kendrick and Meek Mill and that kind of stuff. And then I'll like if I'm angsty, then I'll get into some girls, some girls singing. But so one of the way, one of the things we love to ask everybody is dream collapse. Now this can be anyone living or dead. Mm-hmm. If you could work with anyone to create, who would it be? I would love to collaborate with human. Um, Putting it out in the universe. Yes, I would love to collaborate with you. Let me at least be your assistant or something. <laughs> I want to learn from you. Uh, also, I am blanking on it. Uh, John, he does these really uh, realism kinds of paintings. J-E-A-N. Uh, and they're more like it's like Asian kind of realism or... Uh, to think about it for a second i'm sorry no um hmm. james jean yes thank you james jean that's who i love to collaborate with he's beautiful beautiful painter oh my god how about people you actually collaborated with I've collaborated with Skewville in Detroit, kind of <laughs> he i w- i was doing a mural at uh, street art park I think is the name of it and I had done a portrait on the bottom and there was a, a tag of a penis right above the head of it and we didn't even realize until I was almost done and I was like you need to put your yo uh, roller <laughs> like right above it so it looked really good uh, next to one another his uh, shoe box his shoe box boom box that he brought to the uh, Scooville 
to the, uh, the rather Wee Page show, show yeah. was genius. Isn't it so That great? was so hilarious and genius at the same time. I, I just love stop him. giggling. I just love him because it doesn't matter what I say to him, he giggles. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what I say He's to him. He's like the perfect blend of adult male and 12-year-old boy. That's very true. Uh, that's why I like him. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. he like makes you happy. He's one of those people, he, you, he walks in the room and you can't help but smile. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just brings it in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it was genius for people that weren't there. It looked like a boom box. He opened up the backside and it was like a huge ink stamp pad. And he had one of his shoes and he was stamping the world, basically. He's ridiculous. I forget what show <laughs> it was. I think it was Moniker last year where he had that little mobile yellow stamp that said, uh, was it Fame Game? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. What's up, dude? Start giggling. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> and he, yeah, he made an ad that for his uh, artwork that had Fame Game Ring, uh, gold ring in the advertisement, and it was like how to get fame. And recently, he got the ring made, the gold, so it has Fame Game written. Cool. Like he doesn't too. look like the ring type of guy, though. He is now. <laughs> I guess you have to. They're not for sale. It was just for him. Just for him. Got it. Yeah, a little bit of brass knuckle. I would have liked it better if it was like a two finger or a three finger, like a throwback. Yeah. So you listening? Or are you giggling? Game scar. (laughs) You're listening or giggling. (laughs) So who has questions for Isabel before we? I have. Uh oh. Something. I mean, she she's Isabel's into so many different things. On her website, it says textile design, graphic design. You do paintings, murals, even we paste and stickers. Do you prefer one above all others or? No. You love it all. I love it all. That's Is there a, a, a medium, an art medium that you haven't tried yet that you would like to? Like maybe Ooh. sculpture or something? I've actually done sculpture. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, when I first got my studio, I was doing a lot of sculpture in the beginning. There are these like three dimensions basically imagine a microscopic view of a paint stroke but like made into uh, life size oh, wow. like so, almost th- like 3d mm-hmm. cool. yeah so I, I made like about 30 or 40 of those sculptures and oh, they're wow. just like gaining dust in my studio oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting for the retrospective exactly exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know looking back in the long life and career mm-hmm and and I was really worried about how I'm gonna connect all of my work together, but um, I love exploring all different kinds of mediums, and that's what I really like about uh, just artwork in general. Is I'm able to and having my own studio, so I'm able to reach for the paintbrush and then reach for the spray can and then reach for the paste and then whatever yeah should strike you. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted. I would like to do more wheat paste. Um, and just like do a whole night of just like 50 and just knock it out. But I'm also the type of person that likes to customize like each individual wheat paste and make mm-hmm. it special. And I'm not the one, <laughs> I'm not one to just like spend put so a, much time and energy in something that could just be ripped off I know. <laughs> in, in, within an hour. <laughs> but I don't want to put out the same exact thing. And I'm not a duplicator. Does like anybody that. put more work into their paste ups than Bunny M? I don't know. They are so They're elaborate. So unique. Every single one is they, is 
Is that the crazy glitter? He has oh. the big bow inside Freeman Alley that's literally just the entire thing is made out of large pieces of glued glitter or confetti. That's wow. It looks like is metallic confetti. There's it's also, insane. There's also an artist, I can't remember his name, but he does oil paintings of like, uh, there was one of a bird. That was pay like, stops? Mm-hmm, and, he, and they're just one of one. Well, and I think Shin Shin also. Yeah. They're home, yeah. Those are, are one Lopis of Are Lopi's original? Oh, yeah. Right, so that's a Lopi, lot of time, too. Uh, City Kitty doesn't mm-hmm. print. For All of his sure. pieces are original. That, that, that's a lot of time one. as well. That's right. I think that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the magic things about Wheat Paste is that's when you can, you really understand that what you're doing isn't just art. It's also almost an extreme sport. Totally. Because you're taking hours and hours possibly to create something to put on the street that may be gone in two minutes. And you know that going in. You don't expect anything else. So every time it's still there when you walk by, you get that adrenaline rush again. So it is so much more than the art. It's so much more about the, I don't want to say the game, because you're not playing games with putting the art out, but just the dedication and, for that moment in time. Yeah, and it's, uh, Swoon was actually one of a, she's also, I would love to collaborate with Swoon, that's another one. But she was really inspirational to me with her wheat paste, because hers were one of one. And there's a quote where she's talking about how it's all time sensitive. It doesn't really matter. She likes how they are distressed in a few years and how they're, that's what I really enjoy about seeing my stuff too, is how they're going to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. How are they going to evolve with time? Or when other people do weird things to them. Right. That's it. Or put a tag on it. Like whatever. We've got googly eyes or right now, one of the L souls 25, someone gave it a fuzzy mustache Mustache. and I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's got the pimp stash going. Are there two googly eyes people? You know what? I know this sounds totally off the wall, but one of the googly eye, most famous googly eye people in the country is Alice, off, actually Will Wheaton's wife. Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton from Star Stand Trek. By me Star Stand Trek. by me. His wife has been known for years of putting googly eyes in random places when they travel. Oh, so I never know if it's someone we have doing it on the art. Or her? There's an account, Street Googly, yeah. that goes around just to the street yeah. art people and puts all oh, googly I'm eyes on, does, which yeah. I think is brilliant. I've seen her do them on ads in L.A. and stuff, too, so she's it's doing so them on silly, random It's so silly, it's so simple, I think it's great. I love that there's somebody walking around Lower East Side with googly eyes and porn stashes in their pocket. Exactly. Like, exactly. ready like, to strike. <laughs> some, some people carry markers. You should hang out on the street a little more. Porn stashes. <laughs> <laughs> Or recently, someone put Scrabble tiles oh, yeah. on top of everything in words on top of other people's art. Oh, that is cool. And then, um, who is it? Um, XOXO Homeless. Yeah. That does the cardboard faces. What's up, buddy? He'll sometimes put them on top of someone's face in the perfect position. So his face becomes the face of whatever art had been behind it. So th- I think oh, that's... I love that, too. Yeah, because it's... It, I, it's yeah, yeah, it's thing. forced, and you know, most that's the thing I think unintended if, collab. Yeah, unintended because the reality is, if you're a way paced artist, you have to expect some of that. So if somebody's taking the time to make your their piece work with your piece, I would think that would that would be like respect rather than an insult. It's a compliment because otherwise the they artist. just cover yeah, everything and up. Depending how and depending on the application. Oh yeah, it ha- well, <laughs> yeah. application's key, total key. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about wee pasting and stickers and just 
and it's like doors specifically or those uh, green construction walls, mm-hmm. the collaboration that ends up or the whole piece in itself or the whole door. Yeah. Like that Insta doors Instagram has those photographs of just doors and all the how it ends up working together. And so that's what inspired this this uh, series I did, which is a piece I had in the third ethos show, which was a resin piece where I put, basically was trying to uh, duplicate a green construction wall. I even took off like a piece of the green construction wall outside to match oh, the color uh, perfectly so that I was able to make a uh, a piece that would look like it was just taken from outside. I even mm. added stickers from friends that they had given me and added my eye nose and tried to make it look super organic and then did the portraits on top of the resin. How'd it come out? It was beautiful. Like that? Yeah. No, that's, that oh, one's that's different. different. Yeah, but uh, I have a series of, there are four total. I like that the done. first time I saw them was in Miami this year. Oh, did I have a resin piece there? Yeah, I believe you did, hanging in the, at that gallery show, they, the thing they had. Oh, wow. oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. the place we stayed. Uh-huh. Yes. Right, yeah. Bike girl knows everything. <laughs> she does. No. Yeah. no. It was so wonderful running into you there. Oh, my God. No, Isabella knows everything. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we let you go, please uh, tell our listeners where they can find you online and see your work and donate to the cause. So you can find me on Instagram as Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E underscore Ewing, E-W-I-N-G. Same with my website, IsabelEwing.com. And just Google Isabel Ewing. You're going to find me. Well, we look forward to seeing what you work on this year. And thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. This is great. We are sold out with Isabel Ewing.